Hey, mate. Are we mates? <laughs> <laughs> I want to say we're mates. When I think we're mates. We're, when do you know we're mates? When do you know you're officially mates? Five steps to knowing when your mate is your mate. Seriously, <laughs> <laughs> when do you know? When do you make it official? Thanks for tuning in to Combo Radio. To cope with life, love, work and everything else in between, I chat to my friends and other cool people on this podcast. If you love eavesdropping on other people's combos, keep listening. I'm your host, Jess Rendell. Grab a seat. Let's have a combo. Welcome to the next episode of Combos with Kelly. Hi, Kelly. Hey. Um, For this episode, we are going to be talking about friendships. Friendships, mates. Mateships, whatever you guys want to call it, buddies, BFFs, besties. Um, Kelly and I like to settle with bros, don't we, Kel? (laughs) No, we don't. (laughs) No, we don't. That's a lie. Um, But to kick off this episode, why don't we talk about how we met? So how we became friends. It was a fine summer's day. In Tuscaloosa. Oh, I think it was within September or August? Uh, September. It was bid day. Bid day in Alabama. Bid day at the University of Alabama. And what, are we, what were we doing? We, oh, we were at a bar. We were at a bar called Bear Trap. And I remember um, it was so weird because I had gone along with two of the guys that I was on exchange with who were from Australia as well. Um, and... We were just at this bar hanging out and obviously we stood out like sore thumbs because of our very our strong Australian accents and everybody else had an Alabama accent. Just kidding. Nobody talked like that. They were just normal American accents. Because <laughs> I feel like nobody who went to the University of Alabama was actually from Alabama. I feel like everyone... Yeah, there were, yeah. There were a few, but I feel like most people were from out of state. Um, but... Anyways, so we bumped in to Kelly and was it Christy and Bella as well? Yeah, yeah. Shout out Christy and Bella. Um, and, yeah, we were talking and Kelly was like, oh, I'm actually going to Australia. But you'd, like, never met an Australian before. So you were like, whoa, my first Australians. It was fate. Basically, it was fate when we met. That's so I don't true. think I met you. I saw you a little bit later. I think I saw the boys first. But yeah. then I saw Jess and I was like, oh, and I just figured she was almost American. I don't yeah. know, I expected Australians to look, like, different. I don't know. Wow, so Kelly, cool. apparently I don't look Australian, so cool. guys. I and then you were so crazy. You were so <laughs> laid back and fun. I sense good energy from you. And then remember, you went through and liked all my Instagram pictures. I did. We had, like, a bit of an Instagram girl crush moment where, like, we just went back and forth and liked each other's photos and, you know, what people do when they, when they like, like someone and have a crush on someone and they want to start dating, except with us it was – it was for friendship. So wholesome. Um, we were done at our birthdays for one day apart. Yeah, we did. So Kelly's born on September 24th and I'm September 25th. So we were like, okay, well, we practically have to be friends now. Um, but, yeah, how did the next couple of weeks unfold? I think it was you were chilling around in Alabama for a couple of weeks. You'd already graduated, but you'd come back to visit us. Um, well, not us, obviously, because you haven't met us yet, but you came back to visit some friends. And basically, yeah, we just hung out a lot because um, most of your friends would be in classes and stuff. And so you're like, hey, do you want to go for a run? Do you want to go for a, a workout or something? And I just remember this one day, Kelly's like, 
hey, I'm teaching a class at Pure Bar at like 1 p.m., um, but I'm going to go on a run beforehand. And she's like, do you want to run there with me? It's like, you know, like three or four Ks. I'm like, yeah, okay, cool. Keep in mind, this is middle of the day, like boiling hot in the middle of summer in America. And Kelly's like, yeah, we'll just run there. And when we get there, we'll do a class. I'm like, okay, cool. So we start running and then like we are running through campus and I'm like, yeah, this is fine. You know, there are footpaths and everything and we keep running and then we get to this highway and Kelly's like, and I'm like, Kelly, it's a highway. Like, where do we run? She's like, oh, in the side. And there's literally ditches on either side of the highway that's just like long grass. And Kelly's like, I'm like, Kelly, we're not running on the road. She's like, no, 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 just run through the grass. And I'm like, uh, okay. So we're sprinting through this grass and it is so hot. And there are all these cars like beeping at us and Finally, we get to Pure Bar and Pure Bar is a bar studio in America. We don't have it here in Australia, but um, Kelly was teaching there at the time. And so we did this class and I was like sweating and dying already as it is because I think it ended up being like six or seven Ks. And I think when Kelly told me three to five, I think she was talking miles, not kilometers. <laughs> so in my head, I'm like, yeah, easy, I can do so that. I a confession. What's your confession? That was your friendship hazing. You <laughs> How does it feel? Did I pass? To be friends with Kelly, you have to run 10 miles and then she'll... <laughs> she was, test- cool she was testing me. That's how, bonding. that's how we became friends. And then do you want to explain how the rest of the next couple of years panned out after we met in Alabama? Yeah, so then Jess was in America for a bit and I was living in Sydney at the time. But we'd always check in occasionally and just chat. And we're in a group chat together called Taco Mama Fan Club. Shout out to the Taco like, Mama yeah. girls. One rule about friendship is always be in a group chat with all the other groups. <laughs> They're magic. Keep they you are. in touch, you know. They are. Um, yeah, but basically, snaps. Jess came back from exchange and she was in Brisbane. So I came up and met her. And then she always said, oh, you like Gold Coast. And I was like, oh, okay. And she took me down to visit the Gold Coast and gave me the best tour around Brisbane <laughs> and around Queensland. And I was like, you know, I kind of want to change it up and move up here. So moved up to Queensland, and Jess introduced me to my housemate now, who I've been living with, which has been really cool to just meet people through other people. Yeah. This episode's kind of, we're going to talk about a few different topics to do with friendships. So we're going to talk about um, the different phases of friendships. So the friends that you have for different stages in your life and how there's a difference between like your forever friends and your soulmates, your BFFs, best friends forever. Um, And then people that you just kind of, you know, those friends that you met in like your first year of college, but then by your fourth year, you're not really friends with them anymore because you don't have as many classes together or, you know, you just kind of distance yourself and that's okay too. Um, but it's just sort of talking about the different types of friendships that you have and how people kind of have like their different friendship groups sort of thing. Like I think the biggest thing I learned from high school is that those friendship groups that are like, people just have one massive group of friends and that's it. And they don't, they're sort of don't make friends with people outside of that group. And that's just, you know, I feel like that's such a high school thing. I feel like once you leave high school and you realize like you have, there are different aspects of your life and it's not always possible to kind of have that one big friendship group, you know, that this, these are my friends now and they're going to be my friends forever. And I don't need any other friends. I feel like that's a bit dangerous in a way to kind of have that mindset. What, what do you think? 
I find that so funny because I feel like a lot of Australians, I'm not trying to be whatever. Australians are like this, Americans are like this. It's, a, it's not always like that. But I found when I came here, it's like a lot of Australians kind of hang out with the people they went to high school with. Mm-hmm. And they live in the I same find town. That, yeah. And I'm sure there's Americans that are the same way and there's an exception for every rule. But besides, like, you and some other people I know, um, it is one of those things we're close with the people that you grew up with, and you have that special bond, and it lasts a lifetime, where I think you and I don't really have that as much. Like, I don't know, how do you feel with your high school friends? I feel like, yeah, like, I probably am only friends with a handful of people from high school still, like, but I see other people who have their friendship groups of, like, 15 to 20 girls, or however much it is. Like, I think that mostly stems from the fact that, like, in Australia, you go to high school, and you go to uni in your city and in the same city that you went to high school in not a lot of people move like to other places to go to university like if you move in interstate into other cities but in America it's more common to leave your hometown to go to college so then you have your high school friends but you have your college friends too so it creates those two different bubbles and those two different friendship circles yeah. um, I guess we can talk about our high school like best friend first yeah who's your high school best friend um well I Pick one. <laughs> well, I met Bella in high school. So I met Bella in grade nine um, when I was new at Clayfield. And obviously she's one of my forever friends. Sorry, Bella, if you're listening to this, you're stuck with me for life. Um, but I had I had some other sort of groups of friends. We had like the boarders because I went to boarding school. And so we kind of had our boarding school friends and that was our own little group. And then I sort of had my friends that I would sit with at lunch at school. And they were day girls as well that were in that group too. Um And there were a couple of girls that I sort of, there were like a group of three of us and we were like, you know, the best friends and, you know, um, super close and we did everything together and we went to all the parties together and always stayed at each other's houses on the weekend. Um, But we had a falling out in grade 12 or no, not grade 12. I think it was the year after high school. So high school was over and this was really when I had started to find my feet. So it was like... um, I had met some new people and the girls that I was hanging out with, I was sort of realizing that they didn't really want what I wanted. And obviously, you know, being teenage girls and whatnot, I think we were like 18, 19, there was a bit of bitchiness there. I'm not going to lie. Like we were, it was very, you know, um, toxic at times. Um, and so we stopped being friends and, that stuff that stuff happens and things relationships break down and you realize that you know the kind of people that you hung out with in high school aren't really the kind of people that you want to move forward into the future with and that's okay like you want different things and it's just like a relationship I guess like a lot of people talk about breakups and how to handle them but I feel like there's not a lot out there talking about friendships and how to handle friendship breakups have you ever had falling falling outs with friends and yeah well, first, I was going to talk a little bit about my beautiful best friend in high school. Um, she stayed back where in my hometown, and I went away, went to college, and then moved to Australia. But I always make a point to see her when I go back home. And it's crazy because we don't talk a lot in the space in between. So let's say I go home once a year from college or whatever. There's a lot of catching up to do, but it kind of feels the same way it used to. And it brings me back to the person I maybe was when I was back, we kind of just pick up where we left off. Yeah. And I know, I'm not sure how she feels about me. We haven't really spoken about that. It's pretty crazy, though, just how how you can still love someone and not know a lot about them anymore. Mm, yeah. And I feel like that's how my high school friend's friend, best friend is. And I only want the best for her. And when she gets married, I hope I'm going to be like, <laughs> one of the still at the wedding. 
Um, and I'm so proud of her for just everything she's accomplished and her choosing her path. Mm. And I know it's so much different than mine, other than the good old days when we used to spend literally every waking second of each other and match yeah. to school. We were going to stay that close in high school. That's so cute. Yeah, and it's one of those things that starts to slowly fade out and you meet mm. other people that are, I think, convenient. I have a lot of different friends, so it really is hard for, to keep up with everyone. Yeah. It's like a full-time job. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I did have a few falling outs with friends in college. And I think it's just because at Alabama there's so many people around that you can kind of have those, I don't know, falling outs. And mm. you can just hang out with other people because there are so many people. Yeah. But I remember having a best friend at the beginning of college. And we had a really weird falling out. I don't remember. It was something I went, I don't remember the details of this fight anymore. Do you know how it feels like the biggest deal then? Yeah, at the moment. And like, like, I don't even know what the fight was about. Yeah, and you're like. It's totally irrelevant. But looking back, you're able to see the light and maybe some lessons they taught you about yourself. Mm. It's the things that you liked about your friendship in that season. Yeah. And kind of how you dealt with it. For me, it's like I'm so non-confrontational confrontational yeah I learned that in a lot of my friendships is that I need to be a better communicator I mean that that reminds me as well of my I have a really good friend who we met when we were like super young and we um I think we bonded over like Taylor Swift and like learning the guitar and playing music together and we used to like make covers and make little photo booth videos and stuff together and now she lives in Canberra and I live in Brizzy and even though we live in the same country I feel like I haven't seen her in like over five years but we still are such good friends even though we don't know everything that's going on in each other's lives and we're not like I can't remember the last time I would have spoken to her over the phone but they're those people you're those kind of like forever friends that you know are always there for you um so shout out to Ellie she's one of my forever friends I hope she <laughs> I hope she feels the same way too or else it's gonna be very awkward if she listens to this and Seriously, she's like Andrew, uh, you know if somebody's your forever friend should we send like little notes to them hey I'm just checking <laughs> I haven't spoken to you in six years but I still see your social media posts and I'm like this is my best friend Rebecca yeah I don't know does she feel the same way about me though. who knows is it just a crush we can do during this little break it's like reach out to all your friends and say yeah. hey Let's reach out to those friends that you're just kind of like, hey, I'm ready to put a label on this. <laughs> Will you be my forever friend? <laughs> exactly. Love it. Um, but yeah, so why don't we touch a little bit more on um, the different friends for different phases of your life? So basically, you know, you have friends in high school that you necessarily aren't really close to anymore. And then you have friends in college that were kind of your college friends. And now you're graduated. It's sort of, you know, um, what would you say the different friends that you have, are like, in terms of group wise? I feel like I've always been such a floater that I have all these random piles of people that I pick <laughs> from. I don't know Kelly, that sounds a bit sus. I have different piles of people. <laughs> I live for friends. I literally live for friends. But I would say my high school friends who were all separate, I didn't really have a friendship group per se in high school. I had different groups there. And then in college, I had different friend groups as well. But then my very best friend, who I think is my best friend of all time, appeared in my sophomore year, I think, Bella. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Shout she out appeared. Bella. And I knew what a forever friend was because she's that. She always holds me accountable. And I think that's, I don't know, she points out to me when I'm doing something that's off or she always gives me the best advice and she's the best listener. 
and she just has all the qualities I've wanted in a forever friend. So Oh, this is so cute. This is like a love letter. This this podcast should be titled To All the Friends I've Loved Before and Still Love Now. <laughs> I love you even if I haven't spoken to you in ages. Exactly. Um, well, let's talk about making friends. So in your 20s, it's a little harder because you're not in high school where you're seeing the same people every day, eight hours a day, and you're hanging out with them on the weekends. Or it's not like college where all you have to do is go out to college parties and hang out with each other and you're in classes together and you have assignments together and all that kind of stuff. It's sort of a little bit different when you graduate uni and, you know, college and all that kind of stuff. What, um, how, what, what tips do you have for making friends in this new era of life? Okay, I'll go ahead and share a little bit of my input and then you go ahead and share yours. Okay. So mine, just because I've moved around a lot, moving, making friends has been something I've really have, had to be very intentional about. And I think one tip I would have is allow yourself to be open to making friendships. And I know that seems really vague, but I think we have this natural tendency to feel uncomfortable in new situations. So maybe you go to a yoga class and instead of waiting around standing awkwardly because you don't know anyone, you just quickly get on your phone or you run really quickly out of the class. I've done that. Mm -hmm. But I think the more and more you allow yourself to be open, and even if it just seems awkward talking to the girl next to you in, like, a class, I've met a lot of really close friends and even just good acquaintances through being open, like talking to people in the coffee line, doing my normal day-to-day things I would do on my own, but just being more open to receive friendship from other people yeah I think yeah that does make sense and that I have a really good quote that um one of my friends from high school um said it to me and it was all it takes is 20 seconds of insane courage and I assure you something great will come of it and that is like with every interaction I've had I always build up this idea in my head I'm like oh my god if I'm in a yoga class or there's a girl and I really like her leggings you know um in my head I'm like oh my God, like I can't talk to her because what if she just looks at me and thinks I'm weird or what if she's... And like, come on, in reality, are people genuinely or generally, I guess, rude? You know, like what is it more likely you say to someone, I like your leggings, are they really going to tell you, shut up, like don't talk to me? You know what I mean? What's the worst that they could do, you know? And nine times out of 10, they'll turn around and say, oh my gosh, thank you so much. They're from here. Or, oh my gosh, I really like your leggings too. Or, hey, how long have you been at this studio for? Or how long I have seen you around? Or, you know, it's just, it's that 20 seconds of like insane courage that, and then something great will come of it. And I think that goes with making friends as well. And I I think we don't do that enough. We don't, like I see heaps of people passing by in the streets or, you know, in my office building that maybe work on a different floor than me. And if I pass them in the stairway or whatever, I want to get up the courage to, you know, strike more conversations because then the second time you see them and the third time you see them, there's always something to talk about. Or like, you know, you technically know them now, you know, just from this one interaction you've had. Um, Or they could just keep being a stranger to you every time you see them. So I feel like that's a really good way to kind of, not necessarily make friends, but just build more relationships. Um, Feel connected to the world around you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think that's a really good thing. Like, really smile. Just smile at people for a day. I feel like you feel more connected to the world around you. 
And I think it's, it makes a point to say we can learn something from every single person in our life. Mm. And so we never know when those people are going to come that end up being our best friend, even if they do have, they seem like they have not as many similar interests as us. Yeah. But I think some of the best friends I've ever had have been people that I would never have expected to be people that I would deeply connect with. Yeah, I, f- I feel that. I feel that it's those people that you uh, you kind of don't expect and then all of a sudden you're like, oh, we actually have a lot of things in common and we actually get along really, really well. You know, it's those. And I feel like energies are really important as well. If there's a certain energy that draws you to someone, say something. You know, it's that 20 seconds of courage. Um, I know I'm banging on a lot about this, but it really does make a difference, I find. Yeah. And I listened to this on a podcast this morning. I love that point you just made, Jeff. And it just made me think about this. I listened to this on a podcast this morning that this girl was saying, oh, how'd you guys meet this friend and this friend? And like, you're introducing this girl to this girl. And she was like, I've met all my friends on social media now. Wow, there you go. So I guess it just makes a valid point that you can meet friends online now. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't have to be. You can be literally friends with whoever you want. Yeah, yeah. And it's sort of, it's, it doesn't make those friendships any less worthy just because you met online. And that's the same with dating these days as well. A lot of people meet their partners on dating apps or online. And it's just our current environment now makes it so much harder to meet people because of the bubbles that we live in and because of the different, you know, aspects of life. And maybe there's someone out there who's really into all the exact same things as you, but just because you don't live in the same city or just because, you know, you don't have time to see each other physically in person doesn't mean you can't be friends. You know, there's, it's sort of redefining friendship and what that means in a way. Like I have so many friends who 99%, some even 100% of our interactions are all online and are all on social media. But that doesn't mean that, you know, we're not real friends or that I wouldn't invite them to my birthday party if I had a birthday party. You know what I mean? It's just the friendships are sort of redefined now. And if it's through replying to someone's Instagram story because they posted this, you know, new song that they really like and you're like, oh, my gosh, I love that artist too or you know, they're baking this cake and you're like, hey, can I have the recipe for that or something? Like these online interactions are just as worthy as in-person interactions. And it doesn't yeah. make you any less of friends if just because you don't meet up in person as much. And I feel like that's really important, especially now with all the, like with our world pretty much in lockdown, it's so important to keep up those relationships and those friendships online as well. I agree. Shall we talk about cutting people out of your life? So recognizing toxic relationships and friendships. (laughs) How to break up with your friend. How to break up with your friend. Yeah, I feel like there's not a lot of how to break up with your friends out there. There's a lot of how to break up with your boyfriend or your girlfriend, but like what if there's a friendship that, you know, is you're like, okay, I don't really want to be friends anymore. Yeah, I'll ask you first, how do you know, how can you identify if it's a friendship set? You feel like you don't want to spend time on it. I feel like the first instinct is to think, okay, are you excited to hang out with this person? 
when you see their name on your phone and I mean and it's the same as in relationships as well romantic relationships you know are you excited to see their name pop up on your phone or you know when something great has happened to you do you feel excited to tell them or when something's gone wrong do you look to them for advice like my best friend Bella I'm always like whenever something's wrong in my life I'm like Bella what do I do or like this thing just happened like what advice do you know like what should I do about it or with you Kel like when something fun or exciting has happened I'm like hey Kel like or when I have an idea to do a podcast or an idea to do something fun I'm like Kelly we should record this Kelly we should do this you know it's those people that you're drawn and attracted to and I find that I had a recent friendship um a friend that I met in college and at at, at start I was like oh, okay cool this is a really cool friendship like she likes a lot of the things that I like and she agrees with me a lot and we're really interested in the same thing but I cannot stress this enough do not confuse someone who is just trying to please you or is just trying to like agree with everything you say to get on your good side or to please you with someone who has the same interests in you as you, because that's not the same thing. You know, I've, and she reminded me a lot of a friend I had in high school as well, who was the same, who was, would just agree with everything I said and would just, you know, um, say that she liked everything that I liked. And of course at face value you're like great like we have so much in common we like all the same things and you know we agree with each other and we have the same values and morals and stuff but then you, you kind of go wait a minute are they just agreeing with me because they want to you know they want to stay on my good side and they don't actually like these things does that make sense like do you do you feel that you have you met people like that before who aren't genuine um i think i've had some friends where i just feel exhausted by them and I think it's one thing to be there for your friend because it is so important to be a listening ear and to be a crying shoulder yeah. and to, like, have their back no matter what and that type of thing. But I've had some friends in the past who just drained me of my energy constantly. Mm. And something mm. was always wrong. And I'm a pretty mm. happy-go-lucky person. So yeah. if, when someone's really sucking all the joy out of me, I feel it. You feel Yeah. What do you look for in a friend? I, in a friend, I look for someone who is really motivated and who inspires me and who challenges me to do better and to be a better person. So like my friend Bella Jackson in in New York, she is constantly always inspiring me career-wise. Like, okay, not that I want to have her career, but just her kind of drive and her determination to always do well for herself and to sort of teach herself that like the bar is up here and she is always raising the bar for herself and she's always pushing herself to do more. With you, Kel, you're always inspiring me to like be fit, to exercise more, to, you know, mental wellness and all that kind of stuff. Like you're always pushing me to, um take care of my body and things like that whereas I find like my friend Bella Spring she's always like giving me the best advice and always guiding me to be a better person like morally ethically you know like she's very um strong-willed and that's that's the side of her that motivates me so that's yeah I guess that's what I look for a friend is someone who's so someone who is just so truly unapologetically themselves um and that kind of inspires you to be a better version of yourself as well. Yeah, I love that. You can be your own people separately, but together you're also really compatible, if that makes sense, you know. Not yeah. some not it's sort of the relationship has to have a really good balance because I'm a really independent person as well, and I find that all my friends are really independent too. 
And I think that's really important as well, that you can be your own people independently, but also your really good support system for each other. Well said, yeah. Love that. This is a phrase that I learnt from Liv Schreiber, who's um, an influencer that I follow, and she is just such a bundle of joy and energy and, you know, she's giving great advice and I think she does, like, career counselling and stuff. But she – so I'm sure everyone's heard of the phrase FOMO, which is fear of missing out, but this is JOMO, which is joy of missing out. And that's about, you know, how how it's okay to sort of feel – happy with staying home by yourself sometimes or missing out on group drinks or missing out on a dinner or missing out on whatever activity it is because you know you're sort of like no I need this time by myself you know so I guess um having those friends that understand that as well is really important have you ever sort of experienced that like do you have any tips around you know learning to be your own friend first yeah I've had problems in the past with spending too much time around friends and not spending time alone and I think it is important, no matter how many friendships we have, to take that time with your own best friend first. Because it really takes that time to, you know, like dating yourself. Yeah. Like when you're single, it's important to date yourself. It's also important to be your own best friend and to give yourself advice. Like, take yourself out of your shoes and say, what would the advice that my best friend would give to me? Take that time to reflect it. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes perfect sense. And I feel like you know, it's so important to kind of know yourself inside out as well. And then to have that system to kind of be like, okay, I'm, you know, I'm feeling really down at the moment. And this is so like, this is a really good tip, but I like talking to myself in the mirror and I know that sounds crazy, but I just like, you know, on some days I'll look in the mirror and I'll just sort of say like, you got this, you can do this, you know, you've done this before, this is nothing you can't handle, like you have what it takes to get through this or just kind of pep talking yourself in the mirror and I find that that really helps, like talking to yourself as if you were a friend, not as if, you know, you are yourself, I guess. I don't know if that makes sense, but just kind, just basically talking to yourself as if you were your best friend and treat, treat yourself with the same kind of care and love and respect that you would treat your best friend. Cause too many times we beat ourselves up and we look in the mirror and we go, Oh, you're so fat or, Oh, you're so ugly. Or I don't like this, 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 and this. But if you were looking at your, would you say those things to your friend? Oh, you just called me up. I feel like I think it's so true. We get so hard on ourselves, don't we? Yeah. I know I do. And I feel like... I'm going to keep in mind. I would never tell a friend, like, half the things I tell myself. Exactly. And that is exactly what I'm trying to get at here. Like, it's so important to have that friendship with yourself, to get to that level of kind of understanding with yourself that you don't talk to yourself in in a way that you would not talk to your best friend. Aw, Jess, that was so wise. (laughs) Thanks, Kelly. I think it's really important to realize that our relationships are one of the most important things in our lives. Mm. So if you find that friendships aren't a priority for you right now, I, I that's happened to me before as well. But I think that we really need to, to make it a point to really foster and nurture our friendships and our, all of our relationships in our life because yeah. we're going to look back and these are going to be the things that matter the most to us. Kelly, that was so poignant. <laughs> you are just a little nugget you of wisdom. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, I love that. I think it's important to look out for those people that you're consistently drawn to and the people that you want to hang out with and the people that you're excited to um, see each day. So, yeah, I think that's a really that's a really nice point to end on is cherish your friends, especially during this crazy time where we can't see them. And when this is all over, Kelly and I are going to try and break the world record for the biggest hug in the world. So as soon as stay tuned, as soon as this lockdown is done, we're all gonna meet on Palm Beach on the Gold Coast and just get in a massive circle and just everyone just has a big old hug. Big cuddle, big hug. Yep. I miss my friends and I'm sure you guys miss your friends too. Um, but thankfully we have things like FaceTime and house party and Zoom and whatnot. So you can still, you know, catch up and have a virtual drink with each other but yeah let's go for a virtual drink let's, right? let's go for a virtual drink kelly if anyone wants to join us <laughs> get some rosé let us know Alrighty. well i think we might end the episode there sounds good